0: and good day good afternoon good morning wherever you are in the world uh this is the uh i think it's the seventh or eighth episode of third party threat hunters uh podcast today i'm excited to have dr chase cunningham uh also known as dr zero trust on the program uh and i am uh i'm I'm probably going to be on mute most of this call because i i I really want to just absorb uh as i said from my mentor uh Chris Romeo, when he did his podcast, the reason he started his podcast was to just meet with cool people and learn stuff. And that's kind of where I am with this one too. So, so let's, let's get it started. I wanted to kind of, actually, let me give you, give me to give everybody a, a, a level set. Uh, I haven't given an opportunity for you to introduce yourself, actually. Uh, Chase, um. do you want to
1: just give people some background about where you are and what you did? Yeah, sure. No problem. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a retired Navy chief. I was a cryptologist. Uh, I got, uh, I did my time and then, uh, I wound up working for the NSA for a while. Uh, I was at Forrester for quite a bit, did a lot of ZT work at Forrester. And then, uh, I'm currently the uh, VP of security market research at G2, which is a, a great company. So, uh, I'm just been lucky and blessed and everywhere I've gone, it's turned into something kind of cool. I wish I could claim that it was cause I was smart and knew that there was opportunities, but it's not, it just, happened. And I happened to be the, you know, bumbling fool that showed up. Uh, I sound I, I like you just
0: read my resume, but th- th- thank you. <laughs> For, it's a great, it's a great way to do it. And by the way, we have a guest star, uh, Loki, my uh, my pet golden doodle. Um, it, 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 we we will start doing uh, shots if he gets up again. I guess or I every time he gets up, we have to do a shot or something. But uh, it, it's it's a it's a family show. So what are you going to do? Um, I, I don't want to lead it off. But, uh, reason I got so excited was your your new book because I, I, frankly, the title itself is is a hoot. But um, I really wanted to spend some time on your new book. Uh, How Not to Lead, and I'll let you go on with the rest of it.
1: Yeah, the title of the (laughs) book. Can you say it better? Yeah, the title of the book is uh, How Not to Lead, Lessons Every Manager Can Learn from Dumpster Chickens, Mushroom Farmers, and Other Office Offenders. And that's coming out January 24th (laughs) for print, but it's pre-order right now. I'll definitely pre-order that one. I can't, I can't
0: read And by the way, I hope it comes out an audio book too, because it's probably, it's probably a hoot to hear it read out out loud. But yeah, please
1: tell us. I'm working on the okay. audio book right now. It's, uh it's. All right. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because they have all these uh, requirements for like how good the audio has to be, so you can't do it like from your house. So I have to go to an actual recording studio. So that kind
0: of oh, works. so you actually are, you're doing it your seat. Yeah, they didn't need an audio. Oh book yeah, I wrote it. But nobody's but,
1: reading my book. That's me.
0: The, uh, oh, I, I don't want I don't want to listen to my voice. I don't want to inflict it on some other, somebody else. So thank God they got a professional voice reader for my book. Um, you're, you you yeah, I, I don't find your voice annoying, so that would be great. Um, I can't stand mine. <laughs> um uh so so uh please tell us what a chicken farmer and uh oh so mushroom farmer and chicken chicken or
1: dumpster chicken yeah
0: dumpster chickens oh god yeah. okay please these yeah, are so, okay. Would you so mind sharing
1: in, yeah so in the navy uh we always called uh seagulls dumpster chickens because you know all oh, right like, okay if you ran out of food you might have to eat one of those things and they were always around the dumpster <laughs> at the end of the pier but for the <laughs> For the leadership side of it, what I was really writing about was a lot of people will call them uh, helicopter leaders, where they uh, fly in, uh-huh. say something, hop back on the bird, and fly out. And I, I can't stand that. If you're, yeah. and I think it's, I think it's honestly, and I asked a lot of people during my research for the book, like it's detrimental to good operations when somebody just shows up, says something, and then leaves. And you're going like, well, wait, wait, can we, can we fix this problem? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So to me, that was a dumpster yeah. chicken, where they would just yeah. fly in, call, 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 and then fly away. You're going, like, <laughs> mine, 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 <laughs>
0: mine, 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 mine. Yeah,
1: like, wait a minute, uh, can we fix this? So uh, that was that yeah. was one um, that I, I was just really glad to get to write that. By the way, I'd like to thank Wiley because their their uh, publishing team was like, dude, just write what you want. And I was going, are you sure? Because I'll go down. Really?
0: Some, I'll go down. Wow,
1: <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And I, by the
0: way, I, I published a while and I I found their staff to be equally as as, as yeah. accommodating, but that's good. That's good to hear.
1: And then um, mushroom farmers are basically, uh, in my experience, leaders that kind of keep their people in the dark and feed the manure. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. I that's where that was going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's really mushroom common. It, it's really common. Yeah. And it, it sucks a lot if you've ever been on the receiving end of that. Because, I mean, I know, especially right. a lot of us in the military, right? We were mushroom yeah. farmed. You know, you'd have yeah. your... Uh, your Hurry CEO, up and wait. Your, yeah, you'd have your CEO or somebody say, like, Well, I can't really tell you everything, but here's what and it's like, dude, then don't say anything. Just no, just don't tell me that. I don't yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't I, want, yeah. Don't feed me. We have a perfect intelligence. Bit. Keep going. Exactly. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. you know, the other thing that I found that was interesting, and actually I, I didn't know this, I was doing research on mushrooms for the book, but mushrooms are connected underground by this substrata and when i was right yeah, right, yeah. Was like, right that makes sense yeah i was like well wait a minute when somebody mushroom farms you as a person what happens the the stuff spreads you start talking to others and before you know it all the mushrooms are kind of communicating together right and, and it yeah. was like well yeah, yeah that's a problem you don't want that's how rumors start and no one wants that's rumors. right
0: and and by the way, there's no, no uh, mushrooms grow well in manure. So so we we get fed BS usually yeah. along those lines too, right? The, the more
1: in the dark they are, the bigger they grow. So <laughs> that's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. Uh, um. So it's, how it's how do you right, but... do? Do you have a name for problem Myers? Do you know what I'm talking about? Those are folks yeah. that just get on calls every time and complain about the problems, but don't seem to have an, a solution for ever fixing them. Because I we seem to have a lot of those everywhere I go.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think those fit really into that. Uh, I think we used to call them like Screaming Nancys when I was in the Navy. Um, oh, okay. What it was. I and know it, what you mean. Yeah. And then the other one that, that occurred all the time was the folks that are constantly seeking like uh, professional sort of awards and prizes. We call those glitter kittens. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Glitter kittens. I like
0: that. I got this one when I stubbed my toe. Yeah. I got this one when I stubbed the other toe. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know the exactly. Machine, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Great.
0: And and I got I got a hangnail, so I got it. That's my
1: that's uh, my purple <laughs> heart.
0: No. That's my purple heart for the year. So um, so okay. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. And I highly encourage. Uh, 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 your your writing style is great, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how you write this. So it, if it's uh, to it your 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 sarcastic wit. Uh, that I I hear all the time. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a hoot. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of folks like Douglas Adams and stuff like that. I don't know where you're sitting with that, but those kind of, those kind of books where there's education as well as humor built into it will really help out.
1: Yeah, and, and mean, if I, you
0: don't think Douglas Adams' book isn't an educational book, you're not you're not reading it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I right.
1: Like, and I guess that was one thing when I when I pitched Wiley the book that kind of stood out to them was like, I, there's a million books I've read about there because I read all day every day about uh you know how to be an awesome leader and how to do all these other whatevers, and I was just sitting there going like, well, where's the book that somebody wrote about like how not to be a turd, and no one had done it. That's like great. Yeah, you know, somebody should. It's very important to also know how not to be a jackass. Like that's important as well.
0: Was, what was it the the old books? That, you know that when you're growing, when we were growing up, I was uh, at, at Jane and Dick, and you know, here's how Jane does it, and here's how Dick does it. Don't be a Dick, right? Was you know <laughs> was the the answer because you know, Dick was always doing it the wrong way, Richard. So so yeah, so that that was always a good one. Um, a, a pivoting to uh, what. Uh, topic that, that you're, you're uh, the expert at, and, and I, I'm still, uh, well, George calls me a bit of a black belt. I, I would probably say I'm more like a brown belt, but um, but maybe a, a green belt. But ZT stuff, you were talking, we were talking at the outset that you're seeing some real practical applications that will help folks understand the value of it in Australia and other places. And would you just kind of expand on that a bit for the, for the audience?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the watershed moment that occurred for ZT in the US was when the presidential uh, edict came out and said, here's our standard on ZT, start subscribing, you got to do this. And now there's a big allotment in the federal government to make that happen. Money is always what really drives things. Uh, And then recently, yeah, I think it was on Monday of this week, Australia, the government of Australia came out and said, we believe so much in zero trust as a strategy that we're going to invest in it a lot like the US. And they outlined their uh, implementation plans up until 2030. So, and that's all being driven by the folks over there seeing that there's a value in it and understanding right. that they can map to that over time. It's not, it's not like, you know, uh, all marketology, it's not just stickers and whatever else, like the folks that really get this, like yourself, I mean, you wrote the book on this, like the folks that understand this, this approach, they know that it does provide value. And they, they've also looked at it and said, what we've done categorically hasn't worked, so there has to be a different. Yeah, way
0: to do it. right, right, right. Yeah. No, I, 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 and that's and that was my approach on the third-party risk space was, and and the, you know the the starting words in the book are you're mathematically inevitable to have a third-party event or breach at this point. It just it it's when ninety-eight percent of organizations say in the last two years they've been affected by a third-party incident. That's a rounding error of a hundred percent. Yeah, um, the other two percent probably just didn't report they had a breach. Or an incident, um, more than likely, given given the pace that we're seeing, and and um, like I said, zero trust. Uh, I I kept trying to put the two together because I I saw in my third party risk space that that fact that we weren't getting away from uh, a continual heartbeat, drumbeat, whatever you want to call it, of every day something another shoe dropping. And how many shoes does this caterpillar have? Well, it's just going on going, so. Uh, I, I need to find a way to, to, um, to connect the dots so that we can just plan for the inevitability and reduce the impact, right? And so I happened to see George Finney's talk, uh, last year at ICS Squared. And that's where I got, I kind of made, it, it, it had an aha moment and really excited when I was listening to you speak uh, the at the Infosacon in particular, right? Cause, you, you, first of all, your your speaking style is so natural, and I get like a nervous wreck. I'm a turd when I get on a stage. I, I I curse myself for writing the book in the first place. Like, why the hell did you write a book? I mean, I, I you know, it's, I you know, I don't want to get on stage. Can I just be in the audience and I'll just listen to somebody else? You know, and your style is very uh, casual, and I, I enjoy it. I'm going to try and learn from that. You know, as well oh, as man. like George, I watch George speak. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's well deserved. Um, because the the idea is that you're able to to connect in with the audience and get your your point across as opposed to being a nervous wreck and people are like, is Greg having a heart attack? Because I'm not sure he seems like he's hyperventilating, right? So so you know of course I have to assure that I'm not having a heart attack. I'm just scared witless. But um yeah but anyways um uh, explain um uh, how some of the challenges you've seen and I know this is a, a bit of curveball we didn't talk about this at the time but um it's okay. Uh, some of the challenges you see why organizations are still resistant to zero trust. What's the what's the speed bump or the, the roadblock, as it were?
1: I mean, most of them put the you know the the ultimate get out of jail card in this space is culture, and it's like, well, our culture won't allow that. And to me, I sit there and I just go, okay, fine. I I wish I had a nickel for every time I was in an organization and they said everyone here is in sales. I'm like, well, I don't sell anything. Are you going to give me? commission? <laughs> And they yeah. Go, oh, everyone's in sales. Well, if everyone's in sales, then by God, everyone's in security. And because we can't have a business if we're insecure. So that's right. If you know, I it it, it sticks as a stone in my craw when someone uses that because they're they're playing the uh, I don't want to hurt people's feelings or piss people off thing. And really, the reality of this is how much more hurt or pissed off would your people be if they don't have a paycheck because your business went under, and this doesn't require like draconian beat folks with wrenches and whatever else it is. We, we need so. to realign. We need some technology changes. And Oh, by the way, there might be a period where you are slightly inconvenienced as we stand this stuff up. I'm sorry, but yeah. like, that's what it is. I have, I have never today, And this is after consulting with hundreds of organizations had a valid technical Complaint or reason for ZT not being doable. It's always been culture or some executive cop out.
0: And, and honestly, I think it it it, it to your point. Uh, if you if you turn around on the other side of culture, uh, ZT actually um, can, can blend well with with most project agile type plans, which most organizations have adopted. Hey, we're going to go in sprints. Great. Pick your pick your protect surface and and go with one. Once you're done with that one, protect your next protect surface, blah blah, blah. and then go to the next one. It's not, like you said, it's not rocket surgery. It's fairly straightforward. You just need to figure out what your what your what your most valued assets are, and start to figure out how you're going to put uh, controls and monitors and other stuff around it. To it's it, yes, there's more complexity. I'm 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 going from a ten thousand foot level, but but um, you, you got to put one foot in front of the other. Uh, sitting back on you're right. Sitting back on culture and saying. Um, it's too hard. It is it, well, if you're in a highly regulated environment, try and say that to the regulators once you're breached and see how far how far that yeah, gets you from Yeah, you, yeah, right. And, and and the going concern issue is something I don't think enough folks think about. Right that that ransomware and other things have actually shut businesses down and and gotten to the point where they're they're no longer a going concern. Is the polite way to say you're out of business. Yeah. Right. So I don't think that that that's right. Uh, and I'm playing on that. I, I I think one of the things that ZT Doesn't get enough credit for is the resiliency play, right? That that it's we 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 we're talking more and more about resiliency in this market because of the inevitability of of downtime and operational impacts. That resiliency is your is your one of your also your best plays in this space. And I think ZT plays well into that.
1: Yeah, I mean Jason Garbus actually just published a really good paper on uh, his sort of methodology for data security in ZT, and he talked about immutable backups and those types of things, and like. Folks should also look at that because you're absolutely right. This is is about survivability and being able to continue after you know that's first a contact. Great point. You know,
0: do, do me a favor, shoot me that link when you get a I want to chance after the call. I'll, I'll include it in the notes for the for the yeah. folks it's who are listening. Great, there. A so that, that's a great. I, I'll go check it out. I didn't know that as well. It's that's not a
1: sponsored. You know, buy our stuff. Even better. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. Useful information. I
0: know you have a problem. Here's your solution. Yeah, oh right, you, yeah. yeah, you need a yeah, hammer. Yeah. I have the best hammer there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but I'm not I'm not a nail. It's yeah. okay. We just hit okay. harder. Just really hard. It yeah, that's the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So switch into the uh, other topic that we I kind of want to touch on was deep fakes because uh, frankly I'm getting alarmed by it as well. Right. It's and, and not not that I'm the last person to scare on the bunch, but but uh, normally I give that stuff a yawn because I think most folks over time up until now, you you could figure it out. You could figure out, okay, that doesn't look like Donald Trump. That looks like a robot, Donald Trump. That's not, or whatever it is. Right. Um, But that's not getting the case anymore. And so please
1: share. Yeah. I mean, I wrote about this in my cyber warfare book, but the elections coming up is where it really gets me uh, concerned because what we're talking about is the ability to undermine truth. And if you can do that, You own the narrative and China and our adversary nations are very happy to do that. I think it was this morning actually where a student uh, at MIT or somewhere put together a video of Anderson Cooper on CNN and it was full on video, but it was all fake. All of it was fake. None of it was real. And if you, I would challenge a hundred people to look at that and tell me that they knew that it was fake. And that is scary that we're getting at. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. A well-known,
0: a well-known, sort of authoritative person that you would view as neutral like, we can argue whether that's true or not based upon the media yeah. the, me- the media but 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 a person that you wouldn't you wouldn't question it, it could get on there and say Donald Duck is is now president and suddenly huh that doesn't make sense right so it will be something more serious, obviously, but that's
1: okay. The the reason that it concerns me so much is uh, it actually has to do with, because I've read a bunch about this and did a bunch of research about like the way that the human brain is wired. And we actually process the majority of our information visually. And there was a study that was done. Yeah. Where if you put video content in front of somebody or written content that you process stuff visually 60 times faster than reading it. So If that's the case, and if I can manipulate these images along with tying a narrative to it, I can just push people towards whatever I think that they need. And I don't need it for... You know, one or two people. I'm talking about millions at a time. Yeah, right. right exactly. That's what scares me is that that I mean, there's people that think Bigfoot's running around. So why can't we make people think that I don't know an election yeah. fraudulent or something like that?
0: Well, and 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 it's hard to, un- to use the term. That's hard to unsee, right? You, 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 you. There's there's numerous examples over the last several years. I, I won't mention some because they can get politically charged, but where where the original narrative in the video wasn't what actually what took place subsequently um, I, I, it's a little bit different than a deep fake but the, 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 the story is the same what I mean by that is the the negative the, the, the false narrative got out there first and you you have a devil of a time getting their true narrative out after that it, 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 it either comes as a retraction if at all or it comes uh, through court hearings which nobody pays attention to as much as the original launch of what was the mistruth.
1: Right, correct. Yeah. First, first to market wins the wins the day. And I mean, when you're talking about narratives and truth, and we do have things going on nationally where someone, uh, it's one of those things. That if you look at it from the perspective of a, an adversary nation, it's pretty hard to do all these infrastructure go, you know, hacks and go after things like that. Whereas yep. it's pretty easy to find a person who's on Twitter with 25 million, you know, uh, <laughs> followers. Crack your yep. password and then post a bunch of BS videos and just watch the world burn. Oh wow! <laughs> oh man,
0: uh, that, that is that, that is going to happen at some point. I mean, after the world burn, but somebody will hack somebody's we'll post up a deep fake at some point, and it'll be news. And that that'll that, that's unfortunately what will probably take to get somebody's attention uh, at at that point. Um, uh, social media issues. Uh, any any thoughts on? You, do you see the, the um, news today that uh, they put a stay in. Uh, I was at Montana's trying to uh, quash the use of TikTok in the state. They they quashed that. Any thoughts? Their their thought was that it's a First Amendment issue. But I, I have real concerns about the the the. What's being presented and the algorithm that's being used by TikTok in particular, given where it's coming from. Any, any thoughts on, on your side, Chase?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, what I look at is in, in TikTok in China is used entirely differently than it is here. And it's pumped out yeah. of educational content and the kids can only yeah. have, like, I think it's two hours a day on it. Whereas here, Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, whereas here it's 24 hours a day and the majority of content is like cats dancing and idiot teenagers doing idiot teenager things. And it, yep. it's like the collective dumbing down of America. And I mean, it, maybe it's not even that they've put like this much effort into it, but they just released it into the wild and we've just jumped on it and it's happening. Like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Idiocracy. But yes happening. I have unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, it 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 is a, it is a portent of the future if we continue on this path, you're right. Mike, yeah, Mike yeah. judge
1: yeah. is like a prophet. You know, Mike, my is like, you know. <laughs> Isn't like, that crazy? for anybody. Yeah. I, mean, I I just told my kids like I, I I my kids are teenagers. I told them flat out like as long as I'm paying for your phone, yeah. So I the same
0: thing. Yeah, if I catch you at with TikTok on your phone, I'm going to uninstall it. the it.
1: yard and 12 gauge it. Like don't do it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's exactly right. I, I have concerns about about it, and I and I share the same concerns you do as well. That the algorithms are seem to be designed to uh, external to China to to dumb down everybody else. Um, uh, anything? on um, we're coming up. It's a little over twenty minutes. So I didn't want to keep too long, but how? What? Anything that you want to talk about the last uh, last few minutes? Uh, just
1: yeah, thoughts yeah. and issues. The one thing I would say is if, if you're still sitting there wondering if like the cybersecurity stuff, third party risk and all those things are applicable to you, even if you're a small business, it is. Um, if you look oh, at yes. look at the trends, and I mean, a few years ago, it was all enterprise, enterprise, big government getting hacked, whatever else. Those have hardened up and now they're moving down towards the low hanging fruit, which is us. So, right. you know, I would just caution people. It's not about being scared. Like, I'm genuinely not afraid, but it's just be aware uh, and right, make sure cool. that you understand that you are a valid, viable target for this stuff. So do something about it.
0: Was it you, Chase, that mentioned at it, Infosicon? I know I heard at it, Invisiccon from somebody about the NIST small business uh um a framework that had come yeah, out I think, if, uh, Brian, it
1: wasn't uh, Haley I think, did that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was something that I was a bit unaware of and it's I'm glad that you tapped that because for me I, I, I think it's something that we don't we we don't Understand so we're I'm, I come from a large enterprise and I've worked for large enterprises and so my NIST I'm NIST CSF, eight fifty three that's kind of where my head is right, um, and and we sometimes then go to try and do business with small businesses and they like I, I look dude I don't have I don't have an enterprise risk team are you kidding me it's uh, yes that's me right. Um, well, well, there's this small business guy that really I think is very user friendly and approachable. I didn't know about it, so I really appreciated that somebody else mentioned it. I- Unbeknownst of my wife, I am not a know-it-all, and so, um, so I, so I was able to go look at it. and go, Hey, wait, this is actually a pretty decent guy that doesn't bog a, a small business down in in overhead because NIST and the other frameworks can do that, as we all know. Um, and, um, and it also provides, perhaps, I think, uh, an opportunity for enterprises that use things like NIST CSF to to try and map those 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 two those two spaces to say, okay, yes, we know small business. You don't have that. Give us it in the NIST small business format and we can translate it into the NIST 853 or NIST CSF. So, so there's some opportunity spaces in there for folks who are so inclined. I think that's something that, that would lend itself well. Cause to your point, um, small businesses are a target. APT's figured out that big enterprises um and even three letter agencies have spent billions of dollars trying making sure that they're less hackable not unhackable but less hackable so what do you do you go to the you go to the help that's coming in the side door that's not getting patted down or checked and voila, you you're in, you're in like you're in like Flint. So that's a great part of it. And I'm glad you brought it up because uh, I had I had wanted to mention that small business one for for a little bit. I think it's something that we 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 have an opportunity to skate to. Yeah. Um again, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate the time that you 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 spent. Uh do pre order the book, How Not to Be a, 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 a Le a Manager. How Sorry, not how not how to was... be a leader. And, and a chicken farm or sorry a mushroom farmer and a chicken dumpster, or dumpster a dumpster chicken
1: funny. yeah you won't find a lot of them just out there when you're uh you know looking for it no, for it's... yeah so the, the title is uh how not to lead lessons every manager can learn from dumpster chickens mushroom farmers and other office offenders it's great all right and and uh, and
0: it probably wins the title for the longest uh the longest title uh, in, in 2024
1: but yeah. it's a great
0: title. Have a nice uh, holiday if I don't talk to you again, uh, Chase, uh, and uh, I'll hopefully uh, touch base with you again soon. Thanks,
1: Mike. Thanks,
0: everybody, for listening. Cheers. Guys, stay on.